Welcome to a new episode of uh, Beam Voice. We got to so many, I forgot the number, but it's 41. Uh, and today, um, we, we will step a little bit into the future, because even, even if these kind of applications are used already, uh, to some extent, we are just in the, the exploring phase, I feel. Uh, and, uh, and I have no doubt that this is going to become a norm in the future. Uh, so uh, today I have with me Alec Pestov, uh, who is the CEO of VGIS, um, a company that uh, works with uh, augmented reality. So uh, yeah, uh, this is going to be very exciting. Hello, Alec. Uh, thank you for coming. Petro, thank you for having me. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's start uh, by uh, presenting yourself a little bit uh, briefly and after that you can uh, go ahead with the presentation. Of course. So my name is Alec. Uh, I am the founder and the current CEO of VGIS. Uh, VGIS was founded back in 2016 when the Microsoft HoloLens came out. And as a result of uh, our previous experience with visualization technologies and us combining forces with uh, a group of GIS experts that provided expertise for the GIS market. So we built our first prototype in 2017 we start gaining clients from there on. And uh, now we have over 100 clients globally working in multiple industries, promoting mixed and augmented reality solutions. Uh, for me, it's a fourth startup. I had three previous startups. So this is my fourth startup. And this one is the longest running startup that I had. Oh, that's nice. I did not know uh, about this. Okay, so you are an, an entrepreneur then. I can be described that way, yes. That's nice to hear. Uh, let's hope that, uh, uh, like, not, let's not hope. I, I know VJS is, is here to stay. So, yeah, uh, you're doing a great job. And uh, I really believe this is something uh, our industry needs uh, to get us to the next level. Thank you. Yeah, please go ahead with the presentation. So, briefly about VJS. We have a sole purpose of visualizing spatial data in mixed and augmented reality. So there are lots of words that packed into the sentence, but what it basically means is we want to be able to take anything that has coordinates, anything in the digital form, of course, not physical form, and then place it in mixed or augmented reality to help connected workers do things faster, easier, and safer. We're focusing on uh, solely on developing this product. And during that time, as I mentioned, we started everything in 2016. During that time, we built strong relationships with multiple industry players. We are a silver partner of Esri. We are a silver partner of Microsoft. We uh, received accolades and awards from different parties, including Esri Partner Award. And we've been named Microsoft finalist uh, in their Partner of the Year Award three years in a row. The main objective of the system we designed is to give new capabilities to the connected worker. And if I may jump in, uh, sorry course. for interrupting. If you can please go back to the previous uh, uh, slide here. Uh, for those who doesn't don't know what S3 is, can you bl briefly uh, describe it? S3 is the world leading company for geospatial uh, for geospatial technologies. 
as we designed ArcGIS platform, and ArcGIS platform is an ecosystem of web-based, server-based, client-based solutions that allow you to process and work with geospatial data, analyze geospatial data. Esri, I believe, has a market share of close to 95% in North America. It's number one GIS system in the world. And it provides services to a few other companies as it's the strongest company in geospatial uh, area. Okay, thank you. That's cool. Microsoft, I think, I don't think needs introduction. Everybody knows yeah. what Microsoft yeah, is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So going back to our product, uh, the system is designed to give new capabilities to the connected worker. So there's plenty of spatial data available in different formats and different forms. And quite often it's difficult to digest. So what we want to do is we want to bring it into the mixed or augmented reality view and let you deal with that data, whether it's something that's not been built yet, so it's just a digital twin without physical representation, or something that has been built and you cannot see because it's hidden under the surface of the road, or just objects you can see, but you want to interact with. The system is designed to be multi-platform in as many ways as possible. We can work on any suitable visualization device, including Microsoft HoloLens, we can work with tablets and phones, iOS, Android. And the goal is to take digital twin from GIS data, that's what you see on the screen right now, mm -hmm. or BIM data, or even reality capture data, and help supplement the user's view so that they can perform some tasks with that data. So we essentially want to bring that data to life in a completely new way. The reason why we want to do it is we want to reduce reliance on 2D maps and 2D schematics. It's unavoidable to have blueprints. It's unavoidable to have maps at the job site, whether it's just a maintenance job or a new construction. But the process of reading the map and the process of digesting that information is time consuming and error prone. So those are the two main issues with maps. Time consuming because you need to read the map, you need to visualize in your head what, where everything is. And error prone, it's very easy to make mistakes when you're, doing that pro when you're going through that process. And we feel that if we replace it with natural 3D view of the surrounding area, for example, buildings that are not built yet, mm -hmm. we can help you achieve multiple goals at once, including getting almost instant situational awareness, where you can see where the object is and how it's positioned in space. We can help you interact with that object. We can help you go through the construction process faster and in an easier way, stakeholder engagement. And there are many other benefits to visualizing data in the field. This system can work with BIM data. That's what you see on the screen right now. So we can digest that data directly from tools like uh, Bentley iTwin services or Autodesk BIM 360. We can ingest files directly from IFC, DWG, and other formats. Or we can take information that comes from GIS database and generate 3D visuals on the fly and place them around the user. So they will be color coded, they will be sized according to the client specs. Hmm. And the system will 
massage the data intelligently, meaning that it's not just presentation of a single model that we're trying to accomplish, but instead we're trying to build the world around the user. And as you, for example, walk in one direction, the system will dynamically manage data, preload the data, construct the models in the distance, and reveal those models when they are relevant for your new location. And that differentiates us from uh, several other tools out there is because we are not designed around the concept of viewing a model. Mm -hmm. We designed around the concept of interacting with data that is relevant for your current location. And as your location changes, as time changes, uh, the data around you changes as well. We have tools that help you get more information about a specific object. For example, you can tap on a hydrant and then you can go through the attribute list for that hydrant. Since we have bi-directional integration with ArcGIS, you can also modify attributes of the, uh, of the hydrant or even move it in space if it's misplaced. And then we can visualize um, reality capture. Mm -hmm. Visualization of reality capture is a relatively new concept there are a few companies that do, that do collection of reality capture through photogrammetry or LiDAR, an organization. So what we want to do is we want to bring reality capture into the augmented reality view. We can take an existing model and we can place it in space with up to centimeter level accuracy. So several years or months after a trench is filled, you can go back to the same site and you can see information depicted in full 3D overlaid on top of the uh, previous excavation. The question we often get asked at that point is what's the advantage of using a reality capture and reality capture visuals over, let's say, taking pictures or images or, or videos of the same location? And the answer is quite simple is that, yes, a high resolution image can give you more details about a specific item but what's difficult to do from the image is sometimes establishing where this asset is, because mm -hmm. you need to understand the angle, you need to look at the image from multiple places, try to triangulate using a visible object in that image, and it's not always possible. But if you have a combination of reality capture, if you have combination of images and videos associated with that reality capture, then you can complete the picture very easily without going through that process of analyzing image uh, by image. You can also perform reality capture directly from VGIS, so we can consume external sources and you can perform reality capture directly from VGIS. We have two methods. We have one uh, done through photogrammetry and currently we're completing the LiDAR-based method with iPhone and iPads to create uh, 3D models. And that brings me to the first gate, uh, to the first point uh, of describing what makes us unique, is that we bring information from multiple data sources and multiple formats at once. We process it in real time and push it to the endpoint device in real time. So we're not dealing with individual models that need to be updated manually, uploaded manually, processed manually, and then you interact with a single model but instead our system is designed to dynamically process multiple data types from multiple sources at once and then provide it to the connected worker. 
accuracy is perhaps the most important component of any augmented reality visuals. Companies always, especially engineering companies, always demand high accuracy, and we build integrations with high-precision Genesis devices. The system is capable of achieving up to a centimeter level accuracy. We have really unique integration with, uh, um, with GNSS uh, receivers for which we filed patents. And that integration allows you to maintain real-time uh, real um, accuracy by combining multiple uh, sensors and the GNSS signal. So the system will realign itself. The system will maintain uh, itself in 3D space. Mm -hmm. That is not limited to a single device. We support multiple brands of GNSS. Uh, our partners include Leica and EOS. We also work with Trimble, SX Blue, BedElf, Topcon, Stonex, MarkSact, and a few others. So you Since, don't have your own uh, own uh, devices, right? So it's just a software. No, no, <laughs> it's just the software. Uh, there are plenty of companies in the world. There are uh, world-leading companies like mm -hmm. Leica, for example, yeah. and EOS. The developing technology, positioning technology, positioning devices, and there is no reason for a startup to yeah. design something to go against them. Mm -hmm. uh, we can take something that was already designed and proven in the field and combine it with our software. Mm -hmm. Sure, so not reinventing the wheel. Makes not sense. reinventing the wheel, and it makes the adoption curve a lot easier as well, because mm -hmm. if you are a construction company, if you're an engineering company or a municipality, you likely have your own fleet of devices already. So mm -hmm. with VGIS, you don't need to replace or upgrade it. You can start using it right away. That gives you more deployment options, as well as another feature that I wanted to present, which is our patented calibration method that allows you to get high accuracy without an external positioning device. That has its own dis disadvantages, of course, but the biggest advantage is that you can equip every worker with the system but, uh, just on their phones. So they don't need to carry any additional devices. The system is already in their pocket, whether they have external genesis or they don't. And they can get relatively high accuracy of uh, up to in best cases, 10, 15 centimeters without an external positioning device. So under ideal conditions. The benefit of that is if you, let's say, driving by a job site and you want to understand situation and you don't have GNSS on you, you still have an option of visualizing assets in uh, with high accuracy in that space. Also, this system uh, was used by several engineering and subsurface engineering companies in places where GNSS failed. We have a few jobs that are being done in downtown core area. Mm -hmm. And in those areas, the signal uh, reception is uh, or with the GNSS, the signal is quite weak. So the accuracy drops to half a meter and worse. Our system helps you realign assets in a very easy way, even if you don't have that centimeter level accuracy from your GNSS. Moving from positioning, there is a second component uh, about visualization. So placing assets in augmented reality view is only half the job. In itself, it's helpful. It's helpful to understand where things are. It's helpful to detect any clashes before they occur. But also you want to be able to do something with the visuals when you are in that augmented reality world. So we're working hard right now on making sure that the system integrates into existing workflows. 
what it means is that if you see something, you should be able to do something with that without leaving the application, switching to another app, completing other forms. So at the moment, we have few workflow integrations, including being able to report on the issues, and that report will be generated in real time. It will capture a person's location, the exact direction in which they were facing, what they saw when they reported the incident. So you can capture videos, images, uh, your voice notes and uh, written notes. So you can create to-dos based on that report. You can also label issues in space. So that's a very useful functionality when you're running a complex infrastructure project. By placing virtual labels, you can identify problems in 3D space. Those labels can contain written notes, uh, voice notes, images. They can be associated with the digital twin. And you can export those uh, labels from the backend and create uh, work tickets based on them. The best part about creating labels in 3D space is that they remain in a permanent location even after you leave the job site. So if you have somebody else who's coming to the same location the day after you or a few days after you, they will be able to see the same labels hovering in the air and they can take they can read your notes and take necessary actions mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you something now would it be possible to integrate this with a issue management system like beam collab or beam track if you if you heard about them like instead of just having them notes as uh, to download them would be possible, it might not be available right now, this feature, but would be possible to integrate in, in any way the APIs, connect the APIs and make this possible? That is exactly what we're working on. Uh, we released that feature, I think, a couple of years back. And it's a company started utilizing it only last year. So it took us almost a year to understand the use patterns. So uh -huh. last year, we had a few companies that started relying heavily on that functionality. So as a first step, we developed the export capabilities so that they can export the uh, tags and then upload them into the ticket management system. But eventual goal, because our system is designed to be multi-platform, yeah. platform agnostic. So we want to consume data from multiple sources, but we also to be able to output data into multiple data sources. So our goal uh, for this functionality is to generate um, automated tickets or automated signals downstream. So if somebody, let's say, creates something in augmented reality, we want to channel that information to the downstream application that the client uses. Likewise, if somebody generates something in a ticket management system, we want to be able to display spatially referenced tag for that issue at the job, at the job site. So we want to make it into a bi-directional workflow. And although that feature is not available yet, uh, we're trying to understand the use patterns from our clients to make sure that we can complete that bi-directional flow. So to answer your question in short form, yes, it will be possible. Yes, there are APIs that we designed to enable that. Mm -hmm. It's not possible yet because we want to understand use patterns. We want to understand how it's going to be used and what's the typical workflow entails and what the most commonly used systems on the backend are. Mm -hmm. Okay, I understand. That sounds good. Another component of the system is our ability to capture GIS data and collect GIS data with augmented reality. 
currently, I must admit, it's somewhat underutilized. So we expected that it will make a bigger splash. But at the same time, we see quite a few clients picked up that functionality last year and started using it much more actively. Mm -hmm. So we um, initiated the project of redesigning that functionality in fall of last year, uh, simply because we had a lot more feedback. We understood those use patterns and we could design much better workflow. We're releasing it in five, five phases. So we completed two phases already. So phase three is in development right now. And our goal is to make augmented reality uh, data capture, data collection is as easy and fast as traditional data collection with the benefits of visualizing what you're collecting in real time. So we believe that this is the future of data collection and uh, gradually we're releasing more and more components to enable it in the build. Yeah. Because our system is platform agnostic, it's designed to work with multiple backend systems and also with multiple visualization tools. It can be used with Microsoft HoloLens. The advantage of using it with HoloLens is that you can construct 3D visuals that can be interacted with in a completely novel way. And one of the tools that we created specifically for HoloLens, because it's not possible to do that with uh, phones in an intuitive way, is being able to construct holograms of your surrounding area. So instead of showing you 2D maps, we will construct a 3D hologram with most objects on that hologram sourced dynamically, meaning that you don't have to place them there. So their surrounding area will be generated in real time. And then it will track your surroundings. It will track yourself on that map. So that's the avatar in the middle. And you will get much better situational awareness, my much better awareness about what's around you and how that environment is, uh, is uh, um, shaped. Mm -hmm. That view, as well as the view from your phone, can be transmitted over conferencing solutions. So you can utilize it in the remote assist situation. And currently we see two use cases for that. One is that when you're performing utility locates, for example, and you want to be able to broadcast what you see and get help from somebody else. So that's the, uh, you can do it in real time. You can maintain two-way voice communication while showing your screen, this holographic overlays to somebody. And another use case, which is extremely relevant during the times of COVID is uh, stakeholder engagement. So right now there are limits uh, in different parts of the world as of how many people can attend job site at once. Our system allows you to dispatch one person who can walk around the job site displaying high accuracy augmented reality visuals, while the rest of the group can view that and guide the person from the office or from the home offices so that they can get full impression of the site without physically going there. Yeah, that sounds very useful in this kind of times we live in right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And the surprising, surprising fact about that feature is that we've been using it for years without realizing that this feature exists. And only uh, when COVID struck, we, so we thought, oh, we, we have it in the system already. We've been, <laughs> that's how we deployed the system in other countries. It's how we helped our Australian European partners um, troubleshoot problems because we could be remotely view what they see in real time. So we created a manual, uh, posted online, I think last year for everybody to use. But uh, yes, uh, we had a feature that we didn't realize we had. Yeah, that's, that's nice. 
there are approximately 100 clients that we're working with. Uh, some more notable names include US Army, US Army Corps of Engineers, quite a few construction AAC companies, uh, municipalities such as City of Toronto, uh, water boards, and surprisingly universities. So university is uh, an interesting um, place for us to work with because uh, they have really dense, uh, densely packed GIS data. Uh -huh. So when it comes to use cases and uh, how the system can be deployed, there are numerous uh, use cases in general. Uh, we can, we're going to scratch only the surface uh, today. The system uh, can consume data and can communicate with system uh, with uh, other databases uh, through the interfaces that we're constantly updating and writing new ones. So we can work with, as I mentioned, with Esri. So we integrate with feature services, map services, scene services, and multiple types of scene services too. Uh, we work with Bentley iTwin and Autodesk BIM 360. We also created integrations with GeoJSON and other systems. And that information can be channeled to the end user device in real time. At the same time, the users can generate information in augmented reality or mixed reality, and that information will flow back through VGIS into the destination systems. So going back to your question, you asked about uh, API for tags. Yes, it's on our roadmap and the architecture of the system enable us, enables us to uh, push the data back into the destination system if necessary. So with that workflow in mind, uh, the use cases for the system include, as we viewed before, existing or uh, the new construction visualizations. So where you can see complex structures and detect uh, clashes before they occur. Uh, with HoloLens, for example, you can see really complex installations in 3D. So you can see how a specific construction project will blend into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So this one is a little bit shaky simply because we're recording it with HoloLens. So it's on the user's head. Uh -huh. <laughs> you can perform really complex subsurface visualizations. Something like that uh, will be fairly complex to understand using 2D maps. But when you're looking at the same information in 3D, it makes it much more easier to grasp what's, what's there. We're currently integrating system with GPR scans. So this is one of our earlier prototypes from back in, I think it was done in 2017, but we can visualize uh, GPR scans on site. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, because we're projecting it on the flat screen, it loses the depth, uh, sense of depth and size. But when you're viewing the same information HoloLens, you can tell how big or how deep specific features are. So you can visualize it in a very, very easy way. It makes it much easier to understand subsurface features. So if you want to review something on site and by draping that object on site, it helps you, uh, especially in the context of a uh, physical world, helps you understand uh, certain signals. So for example, what potential water damage or sinkholes. Reality capture, we discussed it already, but uh, reality capture is probably the future of augmented reality. Companies understand that by bringing excavations to the job site and being able to show what was there before 
-hmm. gives a huge advantage to the field services workers. So you can eliminate a lot of mistakes and guesswork by doing that. And the cost of reality capture goes down uh, significantly uh, with the new tools being released on uh, consumer devices with the photogrammetry advances. So this, uh, this type of scans is getting progressively cheaper and can be collected in completely automated fashion. Mm-hmm. But then they can benefit uh, food services workers because you can uh, show work in progress. You can show work over time. So for example, if you're constructing a pillar for the bridge, you can capture different stages of construction. And then you can view, for example, a rebar structure after the concrete been poured. Mm-hmm. So uh, reality capture is a big component of the system and we can, we can see it's getting only bigger in the future. And that brings me to the end of the presentation. If you have any questions, I will be happy to answer them now. Yes, sure. So uh, before, yeah, don't hesitate. Uh, uh, anybody, please uh, write questions here uh, and uh, we will try to answer. Uh, we got already something. It's no problem. Um, one question. Does the data populates when internet connection is on or it works in offline mode also? Very good question. So the system is designed to locally cache data for the duration of the session at the moment. What it means is that let's say you have a job site and you have strong internet connection on one side of the job site, but you have no internet on the other side. So you can load the data on one side and that data will persist when you move into the area where you have no internet connection. At the moment, uh, we don't have a pure offline mode because the entire architecture of the system is built around the concept that the data is sourced dynamically. And uh, by the time you download the data, it may change. So we want to make sure that you always work with the latest available data set. At the same time, that comes into discussion all the time. So our clients ask us if we can have uh, no uh, offline mode. And once there is an opportunity, once we find a very good use case where it's absolutely necessary, I think we will complete the loop at that time. Because as I said, we have the capabilities of caching data. So nothing prevents us from storing the data on a more permanent basis so that you can use it in, in the location, at the location where um, internet is not available. The biggest perhaps consideration aside from investing uh, time into something that may or may not be required is RTK corrections. Usually, if you operate in the area where you have no internet, it will be difficult to receive RTK corrections and therefore establish your accurate position as well. So yes, you may have visuals, but you may not have tools to position yourself accurately in space. And therefore those visuals may not be as useful to you. So right now we're just trying to balance multiple components and eventually we might bring that feature to life or 5G might be simply everywhere and we may not need it. So that's, uh, we're still deciding on whether to invest time in in it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. That makes sense. Uh, Can you please go to a slide that uh, has something moving, a video or something, because it's too static and uh, yeah, go to something where you have a something a video playing. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now uh, there is another question uh, that Shivan has. Uh, he is also asking if uh, can we map historic data of any area? 
I will ask a clarification question. So historic data of the area. So what, what do you mean? Do you mean um, recording something in progress and then visualizing it down the road or um, generating data sets based on some historical records such as blueprints or something else? Yeah. Uh, please, Rivam, uh, give us uh, more details about uh, your question, please. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, I have a question for the audience as well. Uh, have you used uh, AR uh, before on your projects? What is your experience with this? It is something that you see value in it or you are skeptic about it? What, what were the challenges you have encountered? Yeah, let us know. Uh, and uh, before we get uh, uh, more uh, details and uh, from uh, Shivam and more questions, um, now let me ask you something um, uh, about this. Uh, you said you started in 2016, right? Uh, what made you start this? How did you come on this? Did you, have you worked before in the construction industry or did you work mostly with software? And how did you find out about this possibility? And jumped on it the history of how we started is uh, just like many other projects started by a fluke uh, so initially we saw microsoft hololens and at that time we were working on another project so we had another product that we developed which was uh, the knowledge management solution as part of that we designed knowledge management solution that can be used in mixed uh, so in the virtual and augmented reality. Uh, and at that time, we wanted to pivot. Uh, Microsoft HoloLens was just released. So we saw Microsoft HoloLens as a new generation of device. So we saw Microsoft HoloLens at that time as something that iPhone was in back in 2007. We saw it as this device will be the future. So we wanted to see what we can do with that. We created a few prototypes ourselves and we were looking for a problem to solve with our knowledge of HoloLens and our knowledge of mixed and augmented reality techniques. Uh, we completely by accident met a group of GIS experts that were looking for visualizing data in mixed reality for years. So it just happened that we had the skills on the visualization side and they had the deep domain knowledge. So we combined two teams together and we developed the first uh, prototype, which was built entirely around ESRI ArcGIS and was designed specifically for visualizing traditional GIS data. So initial product was not even designed for construction. It was designed for municipalities and utilities. In 2018, uh, Apple released at the end of 2017, the AR Core, sorry, AR Kit, and then Google followed with the AR Core. So we ported our system to mobile devices the same year. And around the same time frame, we had a few clients that worked with BIM data that had to be converted initially into GIS data before we could consume it. So this is how we started in construction. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, the clients came to us, they saw the value of visualizing data on site. It's just there were too many steps in between to convert it. So we developed our first integration with Bentley iTwin services. Bentley iTwin services was our first step into the BIM world. Uh, the platform is extremely easy to develop for. So kudos to Bentley for creating it. And uh, our first, yes, so, so this was our first BIM integration that we combined with GIS integration that we had at that time. And from there on, 
uh, we received more feedback from clients. We received more requests. So we started expanding in the BIM world. We started adding tools like reality capture and reality capture um, visuals. Uh, and right now, most of our clients come from the construction industry, AC industry. So initially, most of our clients were the municipal utility side. Right now, probably 75% of uh, companies that are interested in the solution and buying the solution are from the construction industry. I see. Uh, yeah, that sounds nice. Um, Shivam has uh, given us uh, some details. So let's see. Uh, he says this. Let's say in India, we have many underground utilities which are there since long back. Now, if I get a project to lay pipeline in that area, I want to know what and where existing utilities are present. Present. So, in a way, can you map any historic data so that it can be useful for the present execution? That's a really loaded question. It's a really complex question because yeah. uh, <laughs> what you described is essentially not a solution, not a problem for a single solution but you actually describing a multi-stage project a multi-stage approach that will be tackled by multiple technologies multiple companies so the, the um, problem you describe is not uncommon anywhere around the world and there are companies that specialize in subsurface engineering projects so there are surveying companies uh, there are gpr equipped companies that do all the surveying identify all the assets under the ground that is a fairly long and uh, time-consuming expensive project so depending on the location it it's hard to even estimate the cost sometimes uh, we worked on one of um, one of the highway extension projects mm -hmm. and uh, for the company just to document so not build anything but just to document utilities under the surface of the road yeah. for about two and a half kilometer stretch of that highway it took them 14 months and close to three million dollars wow. so the the project of just collecting data and forget about visualization or designing but just collecting data time consuming and fairly expensive so once you collect the data you need to do something with it so then you have another tools a set of tools where you will somehow organize your data somehow design processes for managing the data so that will be another big project that you're going to run and once the data is developed, uh, then you need to do something with that data. So you can provide it to engineers, you can provide it to subcontractors. And this is where we can come in and start visualizing data you already have. So perhaps uh, in the context that you described, it will be a much more holistic project rather than a single tool that will do everything. So it will be a multi-stage approach. Mm -hmm. But where our system can help with uh, correcting records, is let's say you're performing utility locates and you're combining utility locates with your existing data sets. So you're performing the physical locate and you're visualizing it at the same time. And if you need a good example of what it may look like, you can actually go on our LinkedIn uh, page for VGIS. And only yesterday, one of our partners published the workflow and we reposted their video it shows very well how you can combine augmented reality with utility locates. So in situations like that, you will run into a problem of data accuracy. Uh, we worked with some clients that have uh, pipes that been laid maybe 100 years ago, and those pipes are two to three meters, so 10 feet away from, uh, from the actual location 
on their in, in, in their JS database. So in situation like that, when you're doing a locate, you can note that you have a problem. And since we have data collection capabilities, you can collect the data at the same time. So as you're performing locate, you can also provide feedback to your company about the accuracy of your data, and you can correct those records. So if you're starting with existing data and you need to improve it over time, then tool, tools such as ours can be a very good solution for that. But if you're talking about a really big project that you described when there is no knowledge of what's under the surface, you're probably talking about a multi-year, um, fairly expensive project that will include multiple parties and multiple companies. Yeah. Uh, but something that has not been mentioned here and might be useful, uh, what if we have drawings? Uh, would that help in any way? Drawings may help. Uh, drawings may help uh, in creating perhaps the original visuals for that. The problem with problem with drawings is they usually done based on the offsets from something. And those offsets will be, for example, from a curb or from a side of the building. And uh, that uh, physical object might have changed over the years drastically. So curbs, they get shifted all the, all the time. So in case of uh, some of our utility clients, they do have drawings in place, but drawings are based on what the street looked like 100 years ago. And as you can imagine, it changed quite a bit since then. So drawings can be helpful, but not as much. So typically drawings will be used at the early stages of investigation mm -hmm. when companies try to confirm where things might be. But depending on the accuracy of those drawings, they may not be terribly useful uh, for ongoing work. What if you double down and we say DWG files? Oh, DWG files is a different story. DWG... For 2D, but it's oh, for yeah. 2D drawings in DWGs. Uh, our system actually designed to work with multiple elevation systems. Uh, elevation systems meaning not vertical datum, but multiple elevation systems. So what we can do is we can combine 3D data with 2D data efficiently. And in the end, it's going to look 3D to you. So we can use DWG drawings you can utilize in different ways, yes. If you have DWG drawings that are accurate uh, in 3D space, they will come across as such. If you have DWG drawings that are accurate only in 2D space, then you will need to use different types of settings in VGIS, but you can still utilize them and get a lot of valuable information. So when it comes to DWG, yes, that's a completely different ballgame. Yeah, cool. Uh, that's good to hear. So maybe Shivan, that uh, that is uh, helping uh, answering your question. Um, now, Alec, um, what um, like what do you think is the biggest um, uh, the biggest case use case for uh, for VGIS? What 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 is the ideal customer? What is the customer that gets most most out of uh, this system? The ideal customer for us right now is uh, an AEC company, architecture, engineering, construction company that deals with uh, horizontal horizontal construction projects. So when we say horizontal construction projects, uh, we mean railroads, highways, bridges, this type of projects, not vertical construction such as 
office towers or condominiums. The reason why that will be our ideal client is typically they will have a lot of information about subsurface utilities, about above surface features that they want to build, for example, bridges. At the same time, they will have necessary tools to help them with positioning on site. So these companies typically will have GNSS equipment, which will help them get up to a centimeter level accuracy. Uh, they will have all the drawings and they will have necessary drive to accept tools that help them do their job faster and with fewer mistakes. Um, the cost of labor in, the, in, uh, in that industry is fairly high. The cost of mistakes is really high and therefore companies are very uh, motivated of using any tool at their disposal to make sure that they uh, perform their job without errors and they do it faster. So this is where augmented reality shines because it can address multiple use cases at such construction sites. We can address it with high accuracy. We can address it with uh, minimal investment on the administrative side. So our ideal client right now is uh, somebody who deals with construction, excavation, and this type of projects. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Shivam is asking uh, one more question. All this collaboration, like conversion of 2D uh, DWG to elevation beam models are done on VGIS or it requires multiple softwares integration? It depends on what the desired outcome is. So if you're building an accurate plan of the subsurface utilities where, for example, the, uh, the angle of which pipe um, has to be correct, then you probably need to survey everything. So to convert it from 2D to 3D, there are some steps that you will need to take before it can be in 3D shape that you're looking at, uh, looking for. Uh, but if you just want to visualize it as, well, if horizontal location of a pipe, for example, or an asset is of more important to you uh, than its depth, for instance, then there are no steps involved in converting it for VGIS. We can work with attributes and our system will dynamically place object at the correct depth based on the attributes you may already have in the data set. Attributes is not the most reliable way. So if you're looking for uh, something that is sophisticated, you probably need to construct the full-blown 3D model uh, and uh, accounting for elevation and elevation changes. But if you want to see elements being positioned more or less correctly relative to the actual landscape, then our system can take care of that automatically. So there is no simple answer to that. It really depends on what your goals are, what your goals are. At the very basics, there's, there are no steps. And if you're looking for high-end uh, high uh, drawings of a high-end model, then there are steps involved, yes. Yeah, I understand. Now, let me ask you another question myself now. Um, what, are the, what do you see as the biggest challenges for the construction companies or the, for the companies in the AAC industry to adopt and to, to, to trust more this kind of application? So the biggest challenge is uh, the willingness to adopt the system. 
that's the biggest roadblock we encountered so far. Because to try it, to try it, maybe. No, not even to try it. Actually, no. uh, try, 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 convincing to try it. There is always somebody within the organization who really wants to see what tools are available to improve their uh, the uh, their environment, the working environment. Mm -hmm. But trying is uh, easy. Adoption is a little bit harder because on the adoption side, it requires discipline from the company. It requires them to make sure that they maintain their drawings in Bentley iTwin services or BIM 360, or they do frequent updates to their IFC or DWG files. Yeah. Also, it requires company to understand that this is how we're going to do the job in the future. And therefore, let's start integrating it into our processes right now. And that process in itself is fairly time consuming. There's always resistance to change. There's always somebody who's been doing the job for the last 20 years, 30 years. They have great understanding of what they're doing. So they are the best at what they do. And they don't need any additional tools to help them do the job because they, they are extremely efficient at doing that. Uh, the problem that this group of individuals, they will retire at some point and they will have to be replaced with a new workforce. And preserving that knowledge can be difficult at times. And the transition that knowledge may take years to a new person. So companies need to realize at the corporate level that in order for, for them to maintain that knowledge within the organization, they have to somehow organize it in a different way. And tools such as visualization tools will help you do that. But now the first thing is to convince somebody who sees not no immediate benefit to their job to use those tools because you can't just deploy something for one person, but not for anybody else. You, If yeah. you're planning a corporate-wide tool, uh, you need to have a vision and then you need to have a uniform approach to everything. And because some people will always not want to adopt that technology, then the natural inclination for some companies will be, if, if it doesn't work for everybody, it doesn't work for anybody. And uh, that's uh, that's the approach where we see as we see as the biggest uh, hurdle to the adoption, simply because uh, companies uh, need to understand it at the corporate level and the executive level, and then have the need and drive uh, to spearhead that adoption within the organization, not just leave it to somebody to start using it at the grassroots level. Yeah, you know. This is these are very very good points that are actually describing very well the beam adoption in general as well. These are the this is the biggest challenge as well right there. So like uh, we we fight on the same front then. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, we are not unique in that. The the challenges with digitization of the workplace are uniform and they're exactly the same in many areas, not just beam or construction, but even knowledge management, any area you're gonna go to, you you will run into the exactly same challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, what can you tell me about uh, the competition? Are there any uh, similar products out there on the market, and uh, how how do you differentiate uh, your, yourself from the, those ones? Very tricky question. Very very good and very tricky question. Uh, yes, there are a few products. Um, Realistically speaking, it will be Trimble Sight Vision is the only uh, real competitor to us. Uh, there are a few startups that come and go. So companies uh, start building new tools and uh, 
augmented reality uh, tech. Yeah. The problem with augmented reality, and uh, it occurred to us when we were preparing for ESRI User Conference 2019, we had a speaking spot at ESRI 2019, and what we realized is thanks to developments in that area, thanks to the tools that ESRI, Bentley, Autodex, Hexagon produce, it's becoming increasingly easy to create simple augmented reality visuals. And it's a bit misleading because creating something in 3D space in augmented reality doesn't take a lot of effort. You can do it in days. To do a simple app can be created in days. But creating app that actually works with different data sets in different environments, that's accurate, that's stable and so forth and fully automated, that is difficult. That is difficult and it takes a lot of work. So uh, for us in terms of competition, there would be probably 10 different companies around the world and it's constantly evolving because they appear six months later, they disappear because uh, again, they create initial visuals. It's, it looks like a great idea Mm -hmm. but then it doesn't get any traction, so they uh, disappear off the face of the earth. Realistically, in that space, there are two companies right now. It's us and Trimble. And uh, the main difference between us and Trimble is that Trimble is uh, locked into the Trimble world. So it's, uh, it's uh, designed around Catalyst receiver and R12i receiver. It also attached to the Trimble Connect backend. So you have to be in the Trimble world to use it. And it's designed as the model viewer. So conceptually, Trimble is the model viewer. So you package the model, you create the model, you optimize the model for AR, you upload the model, you visualize the model. Uh, our system has different philosophy. So we can do the same thing. We can visualize the same model. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to create a real uh, connected worker where information is streamed to augmented reality in real time, when person can interact with IoT, when person can receive more than a static model that they have to spend hours, if not days, to prepare for augmented reality. What we want to do is we want to create a true digital twin for the person. So when they're standing in the field, uh, they don't have to guess uh, where more, which model to upload, download. They just see what's available for them for that area. And that information can come from BIM, GIS, Reality Capture, IoT, other systems, and then can interact with that to do their job faster, easier, and safer. So on the competition, long story short, uh, the real competitor is Trimble. And the major differentiating factor is that Trimble is the model viewer. And we are a much more encompassing system that can federate data from multiple data sources automatically. Uh, and can visualize real-time data in augmented reality as well as uh, static data. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that sounds very good. Uh, yeah, I I don't have any uh, more question uh, questions. So if, if uh, anyone else has uh, any other questions, uh, just please fe feel free to to write them. Otherwise, uh, just. Um, a side note to this: I, this uh, video will be uh, uploaded. I will upload it tomorrow. Uh, at the end of the uh, the live stream, uh, just so you know, it will disappear from YouTube, but you will get it uh, back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I see no other question coming, uh, Alex. So I will uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time. Uh, it was very exciting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to using, uh, working, and seeing uh, the adoption of this tool more and more. 
Well, Petro, thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate the conversation. And should you have any questions, let us know. Uh, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. Uh, my email is publicly available. So shoot me an email. We'll be happy to respond to your questions. Yes, sure. I will uh, I will make sure to leave the details of the company and when I will post the video. So uh, yeah, everybody, if uh, wants to get in contact with uh, VJS or with Alec uh, directly, you just uh, uh, yeah use their website. Yeah. Thank you Perfect. very much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.